Let's Play Pretend is an explicit podcast with subject matter that may be disturbing to some listeners. Content warnings are found in the description of every episode. Yeah, Cody's laughing, so it's good. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Let's Play Pretend. My name is Jordan, and I am your DMGM Keeper, Handler, and Host. And I have with me Mr. Nick Barnett. Ned Dollarin. A little scared, a little tired, but mostly a little hungry. That popcorn smells pretty good upstairs. It does, dude. There's just something about movie theater popcorn. You walk in, that smell hits you, and you're just like... Fuck yeah, I don't care how fucking expensive you are, I'm getting popcorn. It's just the best. I've also got with me Mr. Breck Black. Ryan Winchester, who will be staking, taking some popcorn with him when he leaves, if he leaves alive. Come on, man, we're on episode 11, I'm not going to kill you this soon. Or am I? It's always a possibility. I also have with me Mr. Matchek. Arthur Gooseberg. And I'm just glad that song at the beginning wasn't the sound of a fucking spider. <laughs> Do not tempt him. He will play it again. You know that for sure. I know. And unfortunately, he doesn't actually put it into the final edit. So nobody's actually going to hear it except for, you know, that one time that we actually bought the spiders. No one feels my pain. <laughs> and last but absolutely most certainly not least i'm going to attack my cat if he keeps fucking with the bag i have mrs melanie derringer with me hi i play samantha williams i've got no fun facts i don't think anybody had a fun fact i just want popcorn that had something to say but i've got nothing to say yeah <laughs> this uh this episode starts with no fun we know that Ryan wants popcorn. We know that Samantha doesn't have a fun fact. Yeah. Um, no, I guess I my journal's out of reach again. Good job. I can at least see it. I just can't reach it. That's not going to do you very good for uh, recording this episode. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, let's recap. You guys started the last episode that we actually recorded, our last recording session, inside of Cryptid Crafts. You saw um, Arthur's father, whose name is Frank, on the other side of the mirror. You could tell that uh, he was on the phone, and you were still able to hear some stuff from his side because you heard somebody come in, and he walked away. You moved the mirror to see if you could see around the store, you could not indeed see around the store. You decided it was in your best interest to not break the mirror and leave it there just in case uh, you did not find any other, for all intents and purposes, visual portal into the other world, then that way you still at least had this one intact. You grabbed some provisions, made your way to the movie theater, and Samantha remembered that she had this nifty key around her neck on this lanyard and was able to get into the movie theater with zero problems. Upon searching around, you guys, uh, Ned and Ryan, 
were like, hey, we've never seen a basement to this place. But the other two were like, fuck it, we're going to the basement. You guys decided that the best place to look was going to be the employees only area. And Samantha instantly forgot that she had that key and decided, fuck it, let's break the fucking door handle. And Ned was like, that sounds like a great idea and started kicking the door and beating the door. And you guys broke the door handle. Fuck and that I'm door. Gonna, fuck that door. I'm going to tell you right now, Lance and Charlotte are not going to be happy with you, but you made your way into the employee only area, found yourself a staircase into the downstairs and heard some footsteps. The first two to hear the footsteps were Samantha and Ryan. Kind of cluing everyone else in that, hey, something big's down here. We got to fucking go. You guys run away from the footsteps. The footsteps are chasing you. You're making your way down a hallway. Ned kind of hangs back with Ryan to tell him, hey, we really shouldn't split up. You kind of got to keep up with us. And the two of you got a glimpse of what was chasing you. You decide... That's a great time to fucking pick up the pace. You keep moving down the hallway. You find a door with a light on underneath it. You go inside to find yourself face to face with a man fully in uh, military garb with a combat mask pointing gun at you. After you help him barricade the door, you find out that Ashley is alive. She is well. She is in that room. Says you guys kind of catch up with her a little bit. Um, and you find out that the man in the military garb is Chris. And that is where we are going to start now. So as you guys are staring, Chris has his back to the door where you guys have barricaded everything. I have Ryan, I have Ned, and I have Arthur. You guys are all looking at Chris. Samantha, you are turned around with your back to the boys and you are facing Ashley. Where we ended, Chris took off his mask and he asked you guys, what do you mean that thing was wearing my face? Well, it looked like you. It spoke like you. And it snapped your sister's neck. So Unlike I kind of like an explanation. Oh, I did forget to uh, mention you did. The, th the three boys, you all did raise weapons towards Chris, who is not indeed pointing a weapon back at you. Yeah, that's fine. Just so we're on the same page there. Chris yeah. kind of, uh, he has his rifle on his strap around his shoulder and he kind of lets it go. So it's just hanging off his shoulder. He's not touching it all and kind of puts his hands up in front of him. And he goes, look, I don't mean you guys any harm. I'm just as confused as you guys why I'm back here. Last thing I know, I was in combat and the enemy, they got their hands on some fucked up shit, guys. I... Let me first off say this. It's really good to see you. It's very, very good to see you guys. You would not believe the things that they were dropping over there. I kind of look at them and see. Uh, can I do a, I guess what would be like a insight check in D&D? &D? Is there um, some sort of something like that? Hmm. Let me do. Is it human int? Yeah, yes, yes, it is. Go ahead and do a human check. What is it that you're trying to figure out from it? I just want to make sure, because the last time we saw his fucking face, it was not his face. So, I just want to really make, to keep up, get a good look, make sure he's not fucking with 
Okay, go ahead and roll humor. Ah, nice. 33 out of 50. 33 out of 50. Um, Okay, that is a crit success. It does not seem that the person that you are face-to-face with is indeed what greeted, for lack of a better term, what greeted you guys at the um, treehouse. Okay. It does seem like this is actually, for all intents and purposes, this is Chris. Arthur, like, blows a sigh of relief. Like, oh, thank fucking God. We buried you. And as far as I know, we're still alive. How the hell are you here? I, I don't honestly know, Ned. I I really wish I did. I was We were at war. I was across seas. We were at war. And we were out in the deserts, and they were dropping these storage containers. The things that were coming out of these containers were not human. They were looking... A lot like what is out there. They, I don't know a good way to 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 say this without it sounding crazy. They were monsters. We were fighting monsters. They looked like bio weapons. They they looked like like creatures out of your worst nightmare. I'm talking claws. I'm talking teeth. I'm talking things that looked like inside out people. Do any of these creatures that he uh, brings up, uh, do they? Do I remember kind of any of this from that cryptid book that I grabbed from my room? Roll me a history. Would be history or a cult. Roll me whichever one's better for you. I think a cult would be better for you. So go ahead and I only bring up a cult because my dude's a huge fucking nerd for Yeah, cult. no, a, a cult would be a better roll. Yeah, go ahead and roll a cult. One second, I'm going to move this fucking fat-ass cat. Come on. You mean you didn't take Nick's advice and duct tape her to the wall before we started? I oh, tried, but she straight up just broke out of it like the Hulk. It was crazy. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. That sucks. 57 out of 52. I will say you recognize some of them, like some of them are ringing a bell, but uh, without studying the book a little bit more, it's not like you'd be able to flip open the book and go exactly to the page. You'd have to to actually like sit with him and look at the book and see if anything matches exactly what he's talking about. Gotcha. Gotcha. But it, it doesn't seem 100% foreign to you. Gotcha. He keeps nodding, just listening, thinking. So he says, um, yeah, we, these things were, were not human. They were, they were something else. They were something experimented on. I got pinned down. And the next thing I know, I woke up in the basement of the movie theater back home. I woke up here and I woke up with Ashley right next to me. Okay. But this is not home. This is a different realm. What do you mean a different realm? We were in Arthur's parents' shop and we could see into the root into the actual world. Our faces are on missing posters. Miss missing posters? I mean I know I'm I'm far away from where I was, but missing posters, really? We're we're yeah. in town. We're home. Why 
I mean, I know shit's fucked up. I, I know whatever that big thing is out there, that's... Oh, that's some scary shit. I don't think I have enough ammo to take that thing down, but... But we're home. I used to work at this no. movie theater. I know this basement. I know we're home. What do you, what do you mean we're not home, Chris, Samantha? This is not... This is not... Gainsborough, Ohio. This is something different and demonic. And she We've looks back at Ashley. In between. Yeah, exactly. She looks you guys back ready at for Ashley. This crazy shit? I'm gonna make Chris roll a sanity check. He passed. Okay. Alright, for the third time. Sam looks back at Ashley. Okay. <laughs> and she's like I want to know how you got here, because we watched you die. Like I told you, Sam, I I don't I don't know I don't know how else to say it. I I lit the fire to talk to Chris. To she looks at Chris and she goes, "They're not kidding. We got word that you died. We got word that that something happened to you, and and I just couldn't live with the fact that you were gone." She looks back at Samantha and she goes, After I lit the fire, everything went black and I woke up here. I promise you guys, I'm I'm not lying. I, I don't know what you saw. I, I don't know what happened. But I'm scared. Sam is just watching Ashley. Because she's, one, confused. Two, is remembering what... Lance and Charlie had told them about the things in the in-between that could mimic others. And so okay. she's trying to figure out a way to have Ashley prove that it's really her. Okay. Um, hmm. I feel like this will call for some kind of role. Uh, first off, I'll say go ahead and roll me a human. Well, that's not going to be any good. Where's my other dice? There it is. I have tiny dice today. Uh, yeah, that's a 79 out of a 10. Yeah, Close. you you still can't quite tell. Like, you want to believe that she's telling you the truth, but you're just not certain. If anyone else wants to roll a human on that, you're also um, more than welcome to. I won't say no to that. Same. I have a try, but uh, I don't have great chances. 47 out of 40. Fucking hell, Blaze! That just scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Sorry. I thought he was down here, but that's Lily. No, he just came out of nowhere and just attacked my arm and looked scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Ned, you got a 47 out of 40. Brian, what'd you get? An 8 on a 10. Okay. All right, Arthur, what'd you get? 79 out of 50. Perfect. Nice. Ryan, as far as you can tell, Ashley has been best friends with you guys since you were all in diapers. You've all known each other for your entire lives. She sounds vulnerable. She sounds like she is 100% to the best of your knowledge telling you the truth. She really does, according 
again, your back is to her. You're still looking at Chris, but from what you can tell, she's not lying to you. She's not holding anything back. For what she's telling you, it is the truth to the best of her knowledge. Ryan just kind of grumbles to himself and then uh, turns and hands his spear to Ned and just like, here, take this. And just marches over to Ashley and just gives her a big hug. Okay. The second you give Ashley a hug, she wraps her arms around you and just starts to sob. He just holds on and lets her uh, let it all out. Okay. Anybody else going to join the cuddle puddle? <laughs> That's the weirdest way I've ever heard. That's, I don't <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah, Arthur, I'm, to that response of Cuddle Puddle, Arthur's going to put his nose into that cryptid book and try to look up in, with the description that Chris gave. Because God uh, said something weird and it's awkward now. Cuddle Puddle is worse than moist. <laughs> no, no, it is not. It is to me. I hate you, Jordan. I went to take a drink right as you said that, and I almost <laughs> soaked my laptop. <laughs> well, thank you for not. I would have been very upset if we had to cut this recording at 23 minutes. <laughs> so would I. Arthur, go ahead and roll me a search. And um, since you are, since you were very eagerly listening to what Chris had to say, I'm going to say go ahead and roll me a search at a plus 10. So what happens when it's exactly on? <laughs> 31 yeah. on a 31 search. Uh, if you meet it, then it's uh, same as D&D rules. If you meet the number, you, it's a success. Nice. So you're going through your cryptid book and you see a creature that looks like an inside out man. It looks like the best way I can describe it. You've seen models in like your biology class and that kind of stuff where it shows like this is what a human looks like with the bone layer. This is what a human looks like with a muscle layer. And it like shows the different layers. Yes. Yeah. You see a creature that to the best of your knowledge describes what he's talking about as a quote unquote inside out man. It looks like a person without skin. It looks like from your biology class that model of a human just with the muscle layer. Grass. That's nasty. As soon as I turn to the page, it's like, ugh. Uh, roll me. Let's see. I can't have Ryan do it because Ryan's hugging Ashley. Arthur and Ned, what are you doing right now? Ned is just holding the spear with both hands in front of him and just staring at Chris in okay. astonishment that he's alive. Okay, Arthur, roll me a an alertness check. Ned, roll me an alertness check at plus 20. 30 out of 33. Nice. Oh, no. 50 on a 27, or sorry, a modified 47. I will burn the three luck to pass that. Okay. Um, as Arthur gets to that page with the inside out man, 
which at the top of the page, it's actually what it's called is the Inside Out Man. You see that, like I said, it looks like the uh, model of a human without skin where you see all the muscles and stuff, but it has like its teeth are all demented, like it's all sharp and jagged teeth and it's got long claws and it's it's something straight out of a nightmare. But as you get to that page, you see Chris's face go pale and he almost looks like he's trying to say something as he's pointing at the page, but the words won't come out. And Arthur and Ned, you both understand that's what he was fighting overseas. That is what killed Chris. Hey, Arthur, come over here with me. We, we have to talk to Chris. Let's let them keep their little cuddle puddle. And, uh, don't don't bring that book towards me. Do not bring that book over. I do not want to see that. They nope, do nope. not bring that over here. That, that's fine. He can close the book. I'll close the book, but let's never say cuddle yeah. puddle. Man, <laughs> I don't know. I just God inspired me. And that's the that's what come out of my mouth. But I don't want to know your Internet history now. Me and Arthur, we got to talk to you, man. I. I think there's a way we could try something to get us out of here, but we ain't joking. This ain't the this ain't the Ohio, you know. It's way more dangerous. Okay, so you guys close the book and walk over towards Chris, and Chris is like, "Look, I uh, I don't I don't know what's going on in this uh, di- this world that you guys are claiming. You claim we're in a different world." I have not been out of the basement of this place yet because whatever that fucking thing out there is scares the ever living shit out of me. And this seems to be the only room down here that it will not go. The only reason I barricaded the doors is because when you guys came in here, I didn't know if that was going to change things, but it seemed to walk right past again. Well, oh man, how how the hell are we going to get out of here? You said you worked here. Is there another way out of this room? Yes, but I don't know how well it's going to work. What do you mean? He points over at the wall, and you see he is pointing at what would be the other end of the dumbwaiter that you guys walked past to go down the stairs in the first place. We could uh, we could ride the dumbwaiter. Well, if we did it one at a time. How reliable is that thing? Again, we are not in the same Ohio that we think we are. Hey, how's it look? How do we know that that thing's not going to break? Well, um, I guess we don't. When when I worked here, it worked just fine. But if we're in a different world or different dimension as you guys say we are, I still think it's a better... Uh, I don't want to go fight that thing. I think, the, I think the dumbwaiter would be a better option. What if it hears the dumbwaiter... It starts attacking us. Like I said, Ashley and I have not been trying to be quiet since we woke up here. And this seems to be the one room in the basement that it will not go. What's our plan for when we get out of here? We're still stuck in the in-between. What about them? They don't know how to get out of here. They, if they've been here since the 20s, I guarantee that they've fought something or they'd probably know what the hell that thing is that's running around in the basement. I'm not talking about the monster that's in the basement. I'm talking about how do we get home? 
to our home, to our time period, to our realm. Sure, we get out of the movie theater. Ashley needs to do the damn ritual again. In the treehouse. Where the fuck do you think we are going to find fresh blood, horse's liver, a dog heart in this world? I don't know. We're going to have to figure something out. I'm more worried about dying in here. I don't think the ritual is the answer. There's got to be another way out of here. While they're talking, I'm going to go over to the dumbwaiter and see how well it, uh, see it's maintained or if it's still, if it's decrepit like everything else. Okay. Um, you go over and you take a look and just like the rest of the inside of the movie theater, it seems like it is open for business. It does not, it, you don't see any kind of rust. You don't see any kind of wear and tear. You see none of that. It looks fully operational. Arthur gets in it. Arthur gets in it. Okay. Chris uh, notices you get into it and he goes, are you saying you want you want me to hit the button and send you up? I look, I look at all the corners like, yeah, it doesn't look like it's going to crash. So this is the best option. I to said be fuck fair, it. To be fair, on the plus side, if anything were to happen, it's only one story. Wait, what? Okay, wait, hold on. You're sending him alone? We agreed not to split up. Who agreed not to split up? You, we, you just walked into this room three minutes ago. I didn't agree to anything. I still don't trust you. Something's off. But us four agreed not to split up. How long that, does it take that thing to go up? Yeah, not terribly long. It's uh, a basic lift system. He only said it's red floor. Arthur would be up there in 30 seconds. And back down again in that time? Yeah, 30 seconds up, 30 seconds down. Probably be about a minute round trip. That's long enough for that stupid thing to swap with him. I don't, I'm not liking this idea. He says the only way. Is there any rope or string in this room? Um, roll me a search. I can do that for you. <sighs> 69. On a 40. 69 house rule crit success. Oh, I love it. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you can definitely fashion something. So, for those of you who have not worked in a movie theater before, in case you did not know, the seed that uh, becomes the popcorn comes in a giant, uh, almost like a feed bag. Like if you think of like a, like a, like an animal feed store where you can get or or like a like a farm fleet where you can get uh, chicken feed or big bags of dog food or that kind of stuff, it comes in a bag very similar to that. So basically, what you can do is you can take the string that holds the top part of the bag closed because there's going to be plenty of it down here. You can take the string off of a couple bags and fashion something for what you're looking for. Sam, I had an idea. We got our carrots and hummus thing, so that's a good way for us to know and make sure that our bodies don't get swapped. But I had another idea. Uh, Arthur, come on, come on, get out of there real quick. I'm going to take some of this string and I'm going to just do a couple double knots around it to create a obvious knot in the middle of this string and then Arthur, get your sleeves rolled way up. Tie this around, like right under your armpit, and keep it underneath your clothes. 
I'd do that. Now, everybody, right there, he's got that, and it's got this little knot. If you go up to him and somebody's pretending to be him, you can just grab at him on his arm there, like a buddy, just grabbing each other on the arm or patting each other on the shoulder, and you'll feel it. You'll feel that little knot. We, we call it the forget-me-knot. Nice. <laughs> Was that um, whole plan just for that pun? Yes. <laughs> Ned, uh, underneath you, the ground begins to shake and cracks open, and you fall into an endless abyss, and Ned dies. Ned, no! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's your punishment for a stupid pun. I am the only one allowed to make dad jokes here, you motherfucker. <laughs> I just thought it'd be good. We have our verbal way of knowing we're each other, and this is a way that even if something tried to mimic us, I have a... I don't know, maybe they can only mimic what they can see. Ned, roll me a d4. They wouldn't be able to see that under. Roll you a what now? D4. D4. A four. Cool. Get four sanity back. Oh, I finally rolled something good. Because that is a good <laughs> idea, and I like it. Before we continue on with this scene, Ryan, roll me a history check. Ooh. Just not expecting that. Well... This isn't going to go well. Oh, I was right. A 66 on a 13. Okay. Uh, no, nothing for a crit fail. You're just not going to remember what I want you to remember. So you guys can keep going. So how about this? I mean, we can't just stay down here forever, right? I mean, that was, uh, that was our plan was to try to get out of here once we could figure out the movement of this thing. But... Its movement seems to be sporadic. We've been trying to chart where we think it's going, like if it's going like in a patrol, and uh, and it's not. It it doesn't seem to be following a pattern. It just seems to be wandering aimlessly. So Ashley and I have not been able to figure out a way out of here yet. Well, Ned's right. We can't just stay on here forever. But our plan is indeed to get out. Well, we have a lot of popcorn. We we have enough rations. I'm just going to, Ned's going to go sit in the corner and he's going to tie up enough of these little under your clothes armbands so that everybody can have one on underneath their clothes. Are you going to make one for Ashley and one for Chris as well? Yes. And for uh, Charlotte and Lance. Okay. Ryan is going to move Ashley over to uh, where Ned is and kind of set her down and then hold out a hand for one of the knots. And then walk over to Arthur, just kind of clap him on the shoulder and be like, I, uh, I'm really glad you're willing to do this, bud, but, uh, I don't think you should be going up first. No offense. Uh, you know, I really didn't want to go first. I just wanted to test it, you know. Someone had to be the first to test it out. Well, I'm glad you tested it, and I will be going up first. And he claps him on the shoulder and then moves towards the, uh, dumbwaiter. I'm going to smack him in the calf with his spear. Hey, buddy. Why is everyone attacking me right now? No, not you. I'm hitting I'm hitting Ryan. Here. Oh. <laughs> you, you might want to take this back with you then. The spear will not fit in the dumbwaiter. I was just about to say, he looks at the spear, looks at the dumbwaiter and goes, Ned, I think you need to check your eyes. <laughs> I, I'm tying knots. How big is uh, Chris's gun? It's like, uh, like an... 
I want to say, you know, assault rifle, but that term gets thrown around way too much. But that kind of a rifle, it's an, a semi-automatic rifle. Is that all the only gun he's got? Does he have a pistol? Doesn't Ryan still have his gun? No, Ryan does no. not still have his gun. Oh, I thought we were able to get that. It was in okay. the car. Um, Chris rolled an ought nine, so yes, he will still have his sidearm. Arthur says, hey, give that to him, so that way at least he has some protection if some motherfuckers try attacking him. Oh, um, y- yeah. Don't don't lose this, please. I, I feel very safe with it, or I feel safer with it. Um, you have a soul rifle! Yes, and I would rather have my handgun. Green. Yeah, that's green. fair. He unholsters the handgun, double checks to make sure the safety is on, and hands it over to Ryan. Uh, Ryan takes it, and he drops the magazine to check it, make sure it's fully loaded, pops it in, and then pulls the slide back to check that there's a round in the chamber, and then uh, puts it in his uh, uh, waistband. And it is indeed fully loaded, so you have 15 shots. Okay. Don't lose that thing. I'm gonna want it back once we're all together. Arthur just shakes his head like, he has a fucking assault rifle. His name needs to chill. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Ned, I also want you to roll me a history check. I can roll that for you. I don't think it's gonna go well. 64 on a 40. Okay, go ahead. You guys can go ahead and continue the scene. I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, hold on. Before we send anybody up, we we gotta get out of here. We know that. We also have to make sure it's safe up there. Ryan will go first. Who's gonna go second? I'll go second. And Arthur buffs out his pocket knife. I'm armed. You sure are. Alright, so... It'll be Ryan, then Arthur. Then Ashley. Then Ashley. That's a good idea. We're all getting out of here, right? Chris, you're coming with us, right? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Then let's get our first couple guys up there. At that moment, you hear something loud and heavy crash into the other side of the door. I don't like that. It might be time to go. Ryan, get up there. Go. Going. And he clambers in. Okay, who's going to hit the button? I pushed a button. You pushed a button. Ryan, you see a metal gate slide close in front of you, and as Chris said, it takes you about 30 seconds to get back upstairs into the employees-only room, but as the dumbwaiter slides to a stop, the gate opens, and you are able to get out. Right. He hops out and makes sure to hit the button right away so it sends it down. Excellent. Ryan, take off your headphones. All right. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm so worried about that. <sighs> Real quick, who has my rock bat? Me. Okay. I was just wondering, like, could that fit in the dumbwaiter? Probably could. Probably. Not spear long, so... So as Ryan gets to the top, you guys hear the dumbwaiter stop. There is a moment of silence, and then the dumbwaiter starts coming back down. 
After about 30 seconds, the dumbwaiter comes back down, the gate slides open, and it is indeed empty. And at that moment, you guys hear another slam on the door as the stuff that you piled in front of the door starts to shake. I thought you said this thing didn't know this room existed. I didn't say that it didn't know this room existed. I said to to be clear that it has never come into this room before. And um, I, to be fair, you guys haven't been here before, so I don't know if you're leading it to us or what is happening, but uh, we got to go. All right, Arthur, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And after hearing that, Arthur jumps in. OK, Arthur jumps in and uh, I'm going to guess one of you is going to hit the button. All right, perfect. The gate closes. 30 seconds later, Arthur, you are at the top floor. You climb out of the dumbwaiter, hit the button, and take off your headset. Okay. 30 seconds later, the dumbwaiter comes back down. The door opens. The little gate opens, and it is again indeed empty. Another slam happens on the outside of the door, and this time there is about half a foot gap that the creature is finally starting to get through. Chris, could this hold both the girls? No. Um, take and go. Uh, I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to stay down here. Y'all got to take Ashley. No. Chris is... I Take her. She's giving you this look like I know. And I know you know I know. Take your girlfriend and get. Chris, can it handle two people? Take gr- girlfriend? Um, no, that was that was just a look that wasn't said uh, out loud. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I it uh, maybe if you guys can kind of pretzel your way in there, it, there's not a lot of room. But uh, yeah, uh, weight wise, yes, you can both go. But I just I don't know room wise. But uh, we don't have a lot raises- of time to talk, Chris. Come on. Yep. Come on. Come on, Ashley. Let's go. Let's go. And I jump in. Okay. Um, please, please be okay, guys. I just got Chris back. I can't lose him again. Please. And you too, Samantha. She kind of hesitates for a minute and then hops back in as the creature hits the door one more time. And the gap that was about a half foot is now getting to about a foot gap. And you guys see the face of the monster as he begins to peek inside. And it's the same thing that I uh, described to you before, Ned. It's that pale gray flesh. It's the white eyes with no pupils. And he is reaching in a hand that he is just trying to push the door open more than he can. But there's no no facial, nothing changes. Like, it doesn't look like he's straining at all. It's just deadpan face as he's trying to get his way inside. Uh, Sam hits the button. Sam hits the button. The gate closes. Because of the extra weight in the dumbwaiter, it takes closer to 45 seconds for you to get to the top. I better see your ass up here in a minute. You guys are able to get to the top. The gate opens. You guys clamber out. You turn around, hit the button. The gate closes, goes back down. And Nick, go ahead and take your headset off. 
what does this thing look like now? Because I'm all I'm picturing is just a giant eyeball. Uh, for all intents and purposes, picture Mr. X from Resident Evil 2. I don't know what that looks like. Uh, okay. So we'll, I'll tell you when we get into the scene here. Um, so you are down here with Chris. Chris has his rifle raised, and I want you to roll me a constitution throw. A constitution throw? Is that a yep. thing? Yep, it's one of your stats at the top here. I'm old. <laughs> no, not that far. Jesus Christ. It's one okay. of your six base stats. Okay, okay. so thing. it's... Yep. Okay, okay. That's a 36 out of a 60. Nice. So as the creature kind of starts to peer his face into the uh, into the room, Chris opens fire and you are kind of able to not be stunned by the loud noise because, you know, a gun's going off in a very enclosed space. And he looks back at you and he goes, Samantha, get in there and go. Get up there, protect my sister. I will meet you up top. Just go. How do I know you're not making this thing come in here? You said it hasn't come in here. He turns around and he goes, you're going to have to trust me. Please. I have never given you a reason not to trust me before. I'm finding that very hard to do. He looks at I you and, go ahead. and and you see his shoulders kind of slump and he goes, ever since... You have ever since we've gotten older, obviously, I, you know, me being a year older than Ashley and a year older than you, I, I, I know, Samantha, I know. Okay. I know your secret. I know. And, uh, she just turns red as he's talking. Let's just say it's not just your secret. Please. What? I don't want to see anything happen to you. Get in the dumb waiter. We can talk about this later. You're not the only one with a crush, okay? Just please get in the dumb waiter. She is um, red as can be, but is also um, kind of dumbfounded that he knows and feels the same. So at that point, she realizes this is actually Chris and she will get into the dumb waiter. If you yeah. don't come up this dumb waiter, I'm going to lose it. I'm not going to come up the dumbwaiter. I'm going to come up the stairs. Give me five minutes before you guys leave. Trust me, I have an idea. You have to trust me. But I will be up the stairs in less than five minutes. I'm going to be checking your arm. He pats where the, uh, where the rope is and he goes, or where the string is, and he smiles and nods and he goes, I wouldn't have it any other way. She nods and just waits for him to hit the button at that point. Before he hits the button, he leans in and kisses you on the cheek. And before you can react, he gets back out, slaps a dumbwaiter, and opens fire on the monster. Chris! And I need you to take off your headset. You need me to take off my headset? I need you to take off your headset. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the mid-roll of the show. Jenkins here to let you know to keep using the hashtag LPPPod. 
give me something to say, give Ned something to say, or Ryan, or Ashley, Arthur, whoever it is you wish to hear, give a shout out, whether it be an anniversary or a birthday, it is up to you. Let us know. We would love to see your comments and love to hear from you. We know today was a little bit different. Two episodes at once. I hope you're enjoying it. Somebody needs to do a better job. Either way, I don't want to keep you too long. Please check below for all of our social media links, which we may or may not use, but the more you use them, the more we don't have a choice. We will get back to the show now. Please enjoy, and let's continue to play pretend. Hey, Ryan. Hello. How are you? Worried that took a while. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the fun of being the first person to leave the scene. So that being said, so the dumbwaiter comes up, it opens up back into that storage room, and everything is fine. Everything is as it was. You still smell the popcorn. You. It's a whole different feel up here. It does not feel like the, um, when you were downstairs, it felt like there was just like this feeling of dread in the air. And this is the first time in a while that you have had just a fucking moment to yourself. And this is the first time that you have to like get your head straight as you climb out of that dumbwaiter and you slap the button, you know, you have just a minute to yourself before somebody else is up here. What do you do with that minute? Ryan just kind of sits there for a second, knowing he should probably check things out more than just the room he's in, but he's just trying to just trying to breathe for a minute. He's been trying really hard to not really let anything show of how bad this is getting to him, but he's pretty freaked out. Okay. So he just kind of takes a second, just takes a breath just like alright just a little bit longer we'll be home and then he draws the handgun and just moves towards the uh, front lobby to start checking okay. the place out to make sure nothing came in after them as you head towards the front lobby I want you to roll me an alertness check alright I was afraid of that <laughs> that is a 79 on a 65 okay you uh you don't notice anything out of the ordinary. At that moment, you realize that the room is kind of filled with silence as the dumbwaiter has stopped moving. And a second later, it starts uh, coming back up. As he hears it coming back up, he is going to kind of stop in the doorway between the room he's in and the uh, front lobby. And just kind of sit there, watching both rooms. Okay. Uh, like I said... <clears throat> <clears throat> nothing seems out of the ordinary. It does not seem like uh, the other two are back. Um, Lance and Charlotte. But well, to be, sorry, to be fair, they can't get in anyways because they don't have the key anymore. No, they still have a key. Oh, Charlotte even said uh, one of you asked if they gave you the only key and Charlotte's like, I'm not fucking dumb. No, I you guys have our spare key. So they do indeed still have a key. Ah, 
Both Ryan and Breck have forgotten that. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Um, but yeah, it the lobby area is just as quiet as when you guys first came in. Right. And just, at, oh, go ahead. Uh, Ryan is just gonna kind of sit there and just kind of breathe through himself, trying to slowly maybe get it together. Probably not. Okay. At that moment, the dumbwaiter dings, and Arthur hops out and slaps the button. So give me a second to get Arthur back in here. Yuppie. God, I'm scared to come back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Arthur, as the dumbwaiter, as the gate slides open, you hop out, you turn around, you slap the button, and you see Ryan standing between the doorways with the pistol drawn, just kind of almost using the wall as cover, but still keeping an eye on both rooms. I whisper, Ryan, and I want to make sure to see if he reacts to me. You don't have to whisper. We're all good. But uh, just in case, what's the password? Uh, carrots. I would love some carrot sound. Well, hummus sounds nice. Good. Okay, okay. Uh, as far as I, I can tell, there's... Oh, sorry, what were you saying? Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, Arthur's going to look around see what, what exactly where we are on this floor, what floor it is, and see if there's any other exits or entrances he should be looking out for. You immediately recognize this as the employee-only room that you guys originally went down the stairs to get into the basement. Okay. So you, you already know this room. At this moment, you hear the dumbwaiter stop making a noise as it uh, reaches the room below you guys, and there is a good minute worth of pause before it starts back up and is starting to head back up. During the minute pause, Ryan had kind of slowly turned to stare at the dumbwaiter and just kind of hoping it would start up again so we didn't have to go back down there. Okay. It did indeed start back up, so you can uh, you can definitely take that sigh of relief. He does. Is there anything else you guys want to do before... Ned gets here. It's just Arthur being a weapon klepto. He's gonna look around for anything he can use as a fucking weapon. Um, I'm trying to think of what all was in the back room when I worked at the movie theater. Surely, a fully functional assault rifle. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, of course, yeah. It was an American hot. movie theater, correct? I mean, it was Showplace 16. Exactly. It, if there's any movie theater that should have an assault rifle, it's fucking that one. <laughs> um, I'm going to say you find... I don't even know what to say you find. There, there's like tongs around that like they would use oh. to get the, uh, like the pretzels out of the pretzel machine. Um, you can find... A box knife? Yeah, I'm sure you can find a box knife. Um, there's the scoopers that they use to scoop up the popcorn. I can't really think of anything you'd really be able to use as, like, a weapon, though. Honestly, all I can think of is maybe some, like, broom or mop handles, but that's, like, really pushing it. Right. I mean, in a pinch it would work. I, I mean, 
Hey, man, tree branches got us through the beginning of Tears of the Kingdom, right? <laughs> For all about two seconds. Yeah. yeah. Is there a broom? Yeah, there would be brooms. You'd see them um, hanging up on the wall, like the broom and dustpan combos for the uh, ushers to go clean the theaters. Okay, so while while Arthur waits for the dumbwaiter to come up, and since uh, Ryan's already covering that doorway, he's going to collect a maniacally craft uh, spear with uh, the broom and the uh, box cutter he found as well as the the roll of duct tape that he still has. <laughs> I Okay. How many rolls of duct tape do you still have? Yeah, I have four. Okay, go down to three because... Yeah, no problem. No, I figured. I, figured. I was going to say, on this fourth one, you made a rock bat a and a thing. spear. So, yeah, we're going down to three now. <laughs> but, yeah, I'll, I'll give you your spear. And ah. with that, the dumbwaiter dings, and Ned is going to join the scene with Ashley. Oh, that was a tight fit. It was a 100% a tight fit. So, Ned, you get uh, to the top, the uh, gate opens, and you and Ashley kind of just both fall out of the dumbwaiter because it was a very tight fit, so... You guys are able to just kind of scramble out. And before you can really catch your bearings, Ashley is already slapping the button to send it back down. Awesome. Uh, I do have a question real quick. Can I have a quick 30 seconds where it's just me and Ashley on the way up? Uh, I mean, yeah. I don't know how much conversation you're going to get in that time, but yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Well, uh, in all reality, actually, they can stay on the call. Just give me like It'll take less than the actual 30 seconds. Okay. All right, a- Ashley, I- I'm going to stay right here. We're real tight in here. Here's what's going to happen. When that dumb waiter gets to the top, these things are going to open up. We've seen how it does that. You're going to stay here. Yeah. I'm going to kind of push on you so that you stay standing. As soon as I fall down and out of there, you need to get out and smack that button as quick as you can, okay? O- okay. Yeah, I could do that. Damn it, I'm glad you're alive. Me too. And seen. And seen. Okay. So. See, less than the 45. Nice little flavor to add that there. Um, but yeah, she does indeed slap the button to send it back down. And you see that uh, Ryan is kind of standing guard between the employee only room and the uh, lobby. And you see. Arthur sitting on the ground, cross-legged, duct-taping a uh, box cutter to the end of a broom to make a makeshift spear. Are we good? Are we safe up here? Yeah, we're good. Um, Seems like it. Although, oh, God. Now that you're up here, do you want to go start barricading that door to the downstairs? Because uh, I don't want that thing trying to come back up here. Uh, I, I'm not going to lie, man. Y- you were the first one up, so you didn't see this. That thing was breaking through the door. I, I'm staying yeah. right. I'm staying right by this dumbwaiter and listening. If we need to go pull it back up, if it don't start coming back up, we need to pull it up and be ready to go back down there. You know, I was afraid you were gonna say that. Yeah, that thing had its head and its hand. Man, its eyes. That. Damn it, man! Get your adrenaline going. I'm. I, I'm a listen here. 
and I'm just going to keep my ear next to that dumbwaiter shaft waiting to hear something happen. As the dumbwaiter is heading back down, you guys all hear gunfire from downstairs. Oh, no, no, no. And the dumbwaiter stops. Oh, God. We're all just quietly just holding our breath (laughs) until we hear the dumbwaiter come back up. Ryan will give it exactly like 60 seconds. If he doesn't hear anything, he'll start moving towards the downstairs door. Ashley, you stay by that button. You hear one of us shout, you hit it, all right? Okay, okay. Yeah. We, But we don't want to trap them down there, right? 30 seconds is not that long, but we, we got to make sure if they don't make it up, we know how long this has been taken. And if we shout, that means there's somebody in it and they have to come up. Okay. All right, I can I can do that. I'll, I'll wait right here by the button. So I'm going to listen intently, close one ear, and keep one ear just angled essentially down that shaft to try and hear anything at all. Hey, Ned, roll me a human. A human? Yep. That's not what I expected to hear. I know that's not what you expected to hear. How does a 96 suit you on a 40? You want to know how a 96 suits me? Yeah. As the dumbwaiter starts to come back up. uh, So, Ryan, you do hear the dumbwaiter start to come back up. You have the realization, Ned, that as you and Ashley got out of the dumbwaiter, you didn't check to make sure that uh, Ryan and Arthur are who they say they are. And at that moment... The dumbwaiter reaches the top, and Samantha will join the scene. So, So I don't hit my head when Sam comes up, right? You don't hit your head? I had my head sitting over the shaft. Oh, I will say that you were smart enough to see it coming back up, and you moved, yes. It's very presumptuous of you, but I'll take it. (laughs) Give me a sec. Samantha, the dumbwaiter hits the top. You climb out. You do not hit the button. You see Ryan on the other side of the room. He is kind of standing guard between the lobby and the employees only area. You see Arthur sitting on the ground cross-legged with a mop or with a broom handle in his hand, furiously duct taping a box cutter to the end of it to make a makeshift spear. You see Ned kind of looks like he just stepped back in order to let you out of it and Ashley with her hand kind of hovering over the button to hit it back down but you also see Ned kind of with his eyes narrowed towards Ryan and Arthur hey Ryan yeah carrots hummus alright hey Sam why didn't you hit the button we kind of need to get Chris up here Sam as she gets out of the dumb waiter has this look upon her face. Her face is kind of flushed and slightly teary-eyed, but not... I don't know how to explain this correctly, uh, but not in, like, a sad way, but, like, more of a worried way. Worried slash kind of shocked. Yeah. Yeah. He, He... He told me not to send it back down, and as I was leaving, gunfire went off. 
He said he'd be up here in five minutes. Yeah, that was the other thing I was going to say is as Sam gets out of the dumbwaiter, you hear more gunfire from downstairs. What do you mean he said he'd be up in five minutes? He told us he didn't have the ammo to fight that thing. He just said, I will be up in five minutes. He said he'd be taking the stairs. She's like not really 100% sure that he's going to make it up there because of the ammo comment. Hey, Sam, she wants hit that to, button anyways. Uh, Sam hits it regardless. Okay. The dumbwaiter goes, the gate closes and the dumbwaiter goes back down. Just to give him an out if he needs it. Ned's going to go up to Sam and put my hand wherever it is the forget-me-not is sitting. I'm going to put it there to see if I feel that and say, he's going to make it. He's already made it through what, according to him, sounds like a whole bunch of things like this. And, well, he's alive here now somehow. He's going to make it. Samantha, does Ned feel the forget-me-not? Yes. Yes, he does. Oh, thank God. Thank God. (laughs) I'm going to cut this part of me talking right here, but God, Jesus. (laughs) Yes, to put your minds at ease, you are all you. Don't think I didn't hear that for now in your head. (laughs) (laughs) We can read your mind, God. Well, I mean, you've already confirmed it, so you already know you're all you. I am just 100% confirmed it. Y'all, did did Lance or Charlotte, did did they say anything about how long they were going to be until they could get back here? Or did they just say they were going to, what they call it, the nest? They say how long that was going to take them? I don't believe they said anything. From the way they made it sound, it's not going to be very easy getting in, let alone getting out. So it's going to probably take them a while. It didn't take us too long to get here, even with the the spiders and Arthur, your dad's shop. What what are we going to do? Are are we just going to leave Chris down there? Well, unless you're hiding an assault rifle up your ass, I don't think we can fight whatever that thing is. (laughs) Ryan with the smart-ass comments lately. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Well, you got a handgun there, bud. That's something. But, I look, I can't make a decision for all of us. All I know is he ne- we need him, or we need to get to know him, if that's really him. Ashley, you've been him. sitting there with him. Is that your brother? Yes, I, I believe so. I wouldn't have any reason to not think so. You guys notice that at this moment she has stepped away from the dumbwaiter and is kind of standing at the top of the stairs with her hands kind of one over the other one in front of her chest. I can confirm Ashley's telling the truth. It's it's really Chris. But he want to human that. Yeah, I'll, I'll human. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> I won't say no. I can try. I got a lot of love. Oof. Uh, I got an 83 out of 50. 51 on a 40. Okay. The dice really like me tonight. That is a nat 6 on a 10. Okay. Nice. Jesus. Ryan, you 100% trust Samantha. The other two, you're a little weary, but you don't see a reason not to trust her. Sam, it ain't that I don't trust you or your judgment. Or Ashley, you either. But there's a whole lot in this world that 
ain't trustworthy. I'm cautious. I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm just trying to be cautious. You guys hear the gunfire move away from where, uh, like from right underneath you. Sounds like Chris is on the move. Is it coming closer towards the dumbwaiter? No, like it has left that room. It's going out into the hallway. And then all of a sudden the gunfire stops. Uh Uh-oh. Sorry, go ahead. Go, Samantha. We should probably go make sure the stairs are clear so he can make it up. Arthur gets up with his newly crafted spear and starts moving towards the doors with uh, where Ryan is. Yeah, Sam's probably right. You watch the lobby. If anything comes in, stab it. And Ryan moves towards the door at the basement and starts uh, trotting down. Gun in one hand, flashlight in the other. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. And I'm going to run behind the counter right out the front, and I'm going to grab one of the, like, the gallon things of the oil for the popcorn machines. Thank you. So the oil for the popcorn machines comes in uh, basically what would be like a uh, like the syrup that soda comes in for the soda machines. So it's more like a box with a bag inside of it. Can I grab the bag? Yeah, I mean, I don't see why not. All right, I'm going to try and then rip the bag out of there. And Ryan, I'm guessing, is halfway down the stairs by the time I get back because I just told him to stop. Look, if, if Chris gets past you, it's a stairway. We can't all be in there at once. If, once he gets past you, just drop this. Throw this on the floor. Make it slippery. I mean, would that work against something that's that big? Even if it falls, it's not really going to do much. It's going to slow it down, and I feel like that's probably the best bet we're going to get right now. Yeah, you're not wrong on that. Good luck, man. Good luck. And even though he gave me the right code, I'm going to smack him on the shoulder and try and feel the forget-me-not. Ryan, does he feel the forget-me-not? He does. Ryan starts to move down uh, the stairs, and he's going to stop at the bottom and see if he can't hear any sort of running from any direction. Go ahead and give me an alertness. All right. Finally, something I'm good at. <laughs> that is a 60 on a 65. 60 on a 65. Yep. You hear regular footsteps coming from the right. You hear the big thunderous footsteps coming from the left. All right. Ryan is going to uh, move down the left a little bit and uh, putting the pistol in his waistband, pull out his pocket knife that he got and slash open the bag on that side to spray it all over the floor and then back up and just take out the pistol and point it down the hallway with his flashlight off for right now. Okay. So you go ahead and do that. You kind of set the trap at the bottom on the left side of the hall where the monster is coming from. A uh, quick question. Does the monster sound like it's running from the left or is it just walking? Nope. It is straight up horror movie villain walking. So it's not running? Nope. Okay. Then Ryan will stay silent. But Chris is running. And he is not trying to be quiet. He's not? No, he is trying to get to the stairs. He does not care how loud he is. All right. Uh, Then Ryan will turn his head and just shout down the hallway, Chris, hurry your ass up. Are you in the hallway or are you out of the hallway on the stairs? 
uh, you described it as the stairs coming down and then the hallway splitting left and right. Yes. He's uh, in the hallway, but directly across from the stairs. Like he hasn't moved down either hallway. So you're just kind of right in the middle. Yep. And he's pointing his uh, gun and flashlight down the left hallway where the monster's coming from with the flashlight off for right now. Okay. So all Chris would see is basically your silhouette pointing a gun and he would not be able to tell which way you're you're pointing the gun because you would just get your outline. Uh, essentially. From behind you, you can tell uh, Chris is getting closer. I just want to say, if you shoot me, I will be upset. <laughs> right, you're the one standing out in the middle of the hallway. If that monster shows up, Chris is opening fire. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's fair. Um, if Ryan hears the monster seemingly getting closer, um, he is going to flick on the flashlight to try and. Oh, the monster's blind getting it. closer. Uh, more like like down the hallway that he's pointed down. Like if he hears it hit like the turn, I'm assuming that's down that way. He's going to flick on the flashlight, hoping to blind it, going from darkness to a flashlight in the face. Okay. Um. I will say, as you hear Chris approaching you from behind, you do hear you do indeed hear the monster uh, around the corner, right. and that and corner is about twenty feet away from you. Okay. Um, can I? I know we're not in combat right now, but can I ready an action to, or essentially, uh, I believe it's called aiming. Uh, it would be a uh, called shot, basically, is what you're wanting to do. I thought there was one where you could basically skip a term in combat to get like a bonus that's called like aiming or something. I don't have the rules in front of me, unfortunately. Sacrifice one turn to aim to gain a plus 20 to your attack next turn. Aiming requires no roll after the next turn or if your agent suffers any damage before attempting it, the bonus is lost. Um, yeah, yeah, I can I can let you have that. All right. Yes, but I don't think you can make a called shot while you do an aim which is fine okay yeah because basically your aim and your called shot would negate each other yep yeah ryan uh when he hears it round the corner just flicks on the flashlight at about where its head level would be pointed that way hoping to blind it a little bit it has absolutely no effect just keeps going yep all right uh when it makes another, like, five feet down the hallway, Ryan just squeezes the trigger twice. Okay. Um, as you squeeze the trigger twice, uh, go ahead and roll me a firearms, and since you did aim, go ahead and do that at a plus 20. All right. Oh, that is a 22 on an 80. Okay. Uh, modified 80, just to be specific. Perfect. Um, for God, I need to stop leaning on my desk here for a firearm. Let's see what your damage is. Pistol 1d10. So go ahead and roll me 2d10 because you fired two shots. Oh, right. Uh, I changed my mind. Roll me 4d10 since you crit succeeded. Twenty-six. Okay, I will say with a crit success, you were basically able to blast this thing. The first bullet punctured its right eye, 
and blood and viscera just begins to leak down its featureless face and it does not seem to affect it whatsoever. The second shot uh, tears into uh, so the first one hit its right eye the second one kind of like blasts its cheek and you see the skin kind of flap away and you can see the teeth underneath kind of gives it the look on its right side of its face that it's like smiling at you because the way the cheek kind of rips away and it continues to advance and at that point I want you Ryan to roll me a Constitution. Oh, okay. That's not what I expected you to say. I was waiting for that sanity roll. On your toes. Oh, don't worry. The sanity's coming. Yeah. That is a 37 on an 85. Okay. You feel at that point a tug on the back of your shirt as... Um, Chris just grabs you and starts running up the stairs and with that con save you are able to stay on your feet and uh, you know instead of completely eating shit as he basically just drive bys you um, he gets you to turn around and come back up the stairs and I am also going to roll a con save for the monster or a no I'll do a dex dex save for the monster uh, that is a 19, so unfortunately your oil does not indeed trip it up. But you get to the top of the stairs, and you turn around, and Chris Chris turns around. I don't know what you do. I'm not going to speak for your character. Chris turns around and looks back at the bottom of the stairs and stops. He's at the top of the stairs. He's turned around, staring at the bottom what do you guys do when Ryan sees Chris stop he immediately spins around and brings the handgun up assuming something not great okay everybody else in the room also sees this what do you want to do Ryan what are you doing Ryan doesn't respond just keeps staring down the uh, stairs trying to see whatever Chris stopped to stare at we gotta go man Chris some direction would be good man why isn't it following us Sam walks over to Chris and just puts her hand on his arm where the forget-me-not is. The forget-me-not is indeed there. She gives a small sigh of relief. I wink. Shut up, Ned. Uh, Ned, go ahead and roll me a d4. Okay. I don't know if this is positive or negative, but it's another four. It's another four. Wow. You've uh, gained quite a bit of sanity this episode, but that's okay because you're about to lose some. Uh, Yeah, I'm back up to 75. No, don't don't get too comfortable with that number. Oh, um, but the uh, the forget me not was a good idea. So that was that was worth it. So we have Samantha. We have Ryan. We have Chris standing at the top of the stairs looking down. Yes, Ryan, you do see something. But I want to see if anybody else comes over to check first. I mean, Sam's right there. Can she look? Yeah. Yeah. I said what Sam, Ryan and Chris are there. That's an 11 out of... What is it, a search? I wasn't going to make you roll anything. Oh, I thought you were making us roll. But anyway, well... No. Regardless, I got 11 out of, Good like, job. 20. So. <laughs> Congratulations. Thanks. Math rocks go clickety-clack. They do. <laughs> 
So as you guys are standing at the top of the stairs, you look down. You see Chris doesn't even have his gun pointed down the stairs as the monster that you guys are able to see from the light flooding downstairs from this area. You're able to see it standing at the bottom of the stairs. And Samantha, this is the first time you're actually seeing the monster in its full Like, you're not just seeing bits and pieces of it trying to come through the door. You are actually seeing what this monster is. And your mind breaks a little bit as you try and comprehend what you're looking at. Arthur, I need to know if you're going to come over and be a part of this group or not. Uh, Arthur is looking around, seeing that everyone else is gawking down the stairs. So he's going to timidly walk over. Okay. Because I was going to make you take off your headset if you weren't, because you're going to be the only person that hasn't seen this. <laughs> so for Samantha and Arthur's sake, you see this humanoid looking thing that's got to be nine feet tall. He's massive. He's muscular. He's built. He's got gray skin. He has white eyes. No pupils whatsoever. Well, he has white eye because the other one just got shot out. He's wearing combat boots, black pants, black t-shirt, and he is just standing at the bottom of the stairs, staring up at you. No, not making any noise, not, his facial features do not reflect the fact that he's missing an eye and also his cheek. He's just standing there looking up at you. And just as fast as he showed up, he turns around and walks away down the hallway downstairs and he does not come after you guys again and I need everybody to roll me a sanity oh 89 on a 75 okay Ryan that is a triple zero which is a hundred on a 63 oh Oh, no. no okay okay we're gonna have fun with this first off Arthur uh, 94 on a 45. Oh, no. Okay. And Samantha? 22 out of 68. 22 out of 68. Samantha, you're going to take zero. Okay. And the only reason you're going to take zero is because you crit succeeded. Arthur okay. and Ned, you're each going to take two. No. You both failed, right? Yeah. Yeah. Roll me a d4. One. One. Excellent. Each of you take four sanity damage. Oh my god. Ryan, I am one I point away you... from my breaking point. I need Ryan to take seven points of sanity damage. That puts me past my breaking point. Yeah, it does. Finally. Oh god. Okay. Alright. <laughs> so, first things first, I need you to roll fight flight or faint okay um uh, what do i want to do? uh considering what he just saw he's gonna do it considering everything that's going on and the fact that he keeps failing sanity rolls left and right uh it's gonna be faint flight and then fight oh i don't want to hurt you guys that is a two that is a two so faint yes okay So you're going to go ahead and faint. Before we end this episode, I need Nick and I need Matt and I need Melanie to all take off your headsets. Oh, shit. 
as they are uh, doing that real quick, uh, what is my new breaky point again? I forget how the math goes for that. So it is going to be whatever your sanity is now minus your power. Okay, that's what I thought it was, but I want to make sure. Yep. Okay. okay, let's see. I have to find... Here we go. Okay, I need you to roll me a d100 three times. Okay. That's a 34. Okay. If I roll another 34, do I need to re-roll that? <laughs> yes. I the chances of that man. Like, Jesus. Okay, that is a 67. 34. 67. And a 97. So let's see here. Bear with me while I count. 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37. Coolrophobia. 34 is what it was. Oh, 34. So 93, 94, 95, 96, 97. Trypanophobia, fear of needles or injections. So you have the choice of trypanophobia, which is the fear of needles or injections, which is 97. 67 is necrophobia, which is the fear of death or dead things. And then you also have coolerophobia, which is the fear of clowns. So those are the three that you rolled. You may pick one and you will have to role play that to the best of your ability. You said fear of clowns? Because first you said fear of clocks. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Fear of clowns was when I was dumb and said 37. So, yes, it is chronometrophobia. Sorry, that is chronometrophobia, which is fear of clocks, necrophobia, which is fear of death, and the trypanophobia, which is fear of needles or injections. Question. The fear of clocks, is it does it say just clocks or is it time too? It is just fear of clocks. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. So you can you can pick one of the three. Just let me know which one you pick. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think of what would go with Ryan. He's gonna go with sixty seven, the fear of death or dead things. Okay. That makes that the most will sense. Uh, that will definitely play on to it wasn't fear of death one of your original things as well? Uh, no. It's fear of no, being so alone and burning okay. alive were the two. And burning alive. Okay, perfect. So, yeah, fear of death. Yeah, that'll, that kind of goes hand in hand with that kind of stuff. I think that'll be a very good one. Um, so from here on out, just roleplay that to the best of your ability. Keep that in mind for times like in the last yes. episode where you kind of hung back to to kind of lure the monster away and that kind of stuff. Um, keep that in mind for scenes like that. Yeah, I can do that. Okay, I'm going to get everyone else back in here and then we are going to end this episode. Returned. Man, 
I'm going to admit, I did not expect to be recording for almost two hours tonight, but uh, this story story has just been going, and I'm very happy with how this episode is going. (laughs) This one has been a lot of fun. I really appreciate you all very much. Who the fuck is this midget that joined? Yeah, right. It's a gnome. God damn it, I don't even have a witty comeback for that. That was fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) I can be a gnome. No. You sound too much like knock knock. You need to go away. No, he's a little more. uh, Nope. You're gone. (laughs) He's your boyfriend. Calm down. Shut up. No, he's not. (laughs) He wants me. Yeah, he does. fucking goblin in the centaur yeah he wants that centaur booty man that's a kid (laughs) (laughs) kid's fucked up oh my god a centaur that's got a goblin body no that's fucking wrong (laughs) yeah it is (laughs) all right let's finish this episode so i can go to bed please amen okay you guys see as ryan looks down the stairs with all the rest of you and the monster turns and walks away all of the color kind of fades from his face and he crumples to the ground. And Ryan, give me a luck check. Okay, I know I said it earlier, but if you make me shoot myself, I'm going to be even more upset. <laughs> Has nothing to do with your gun. Okay. God damn it, that's a 51. Oh no, not a 50-50. I want against you like your actual luck. Oh, then that works out perfect, because that is a 51 on a 97. All right, perfect. So as you pass out, you fall backwards and you are able to kind of break your fall a little bit because you're all kind of. Can um, I help kind of catch him? I was like, can we collectively catch him? Yeah, it's kind of what I was going for. It was like he's falling backwards into you guys. Basically, if he failed that, he was going to fall face first and fall down the stairs. Oh, God. Yeah, I saw that coming a mile away. Yep. So he the color drains from his face and he kind of gets a little wobbly on his feet and just falls backwards and you guys are able to catch him and kind of lay him down chris is still staring down into the basement confused ashley rushes over and is on her knees trying to help you guys wake ryan up and it's at that moment you hear the sound of the front door to the um, movie theater open. And that's where we're going to end this episode. Jordan Derringer was our GM, DM, keeper, handler, and host. Myself as Ned Dollarin. Breck Black is Ryan Winchester. Matt Check is Arthur Gooseberg. And Melanie Derringer as Samantha Williams. And don't forget to tell your mother.